Hey guys, what is going on? I'm John and this is Nick. We are Project Parts and today we're talking about pay plans. Are we? I think every state, every every dealership is different. How owners and general managers want to pay parts people how parts managers want to pay people. Uh, this is just going to be a good conversation, I think, for all of that. So, Plus, I mean, think about how much it's changed recently in oh the last few years with people wanting to be yeah. paid certain ways and expecting certain mm. salaries. And Ooh. this yeah, is yeah. a good thing to uh, consider yeah. alternative ways to pay people mm. at lower levels, perhaps. Well, and that's the thing. At lower levels, like let's say driver, we're going to get into how pay how to pay your drivers, you know. But like, if your drivers went from making let's say ten dollars an hour to fifteen dollars an hour. What does that mean for your counter guys who might be making a little over that? Like who, how does, where, where does it stop? Because if you're paying your lower people more, then you got to pay your other people more. I mean, right. Or do you, or do you, (laughs) or do you, I mean, that's, that's what we're going to talk about today. So, um, I guess what, like in your opinion, what do you think, um, how do you think parts people should get paid? I don't know anymore i know and it's the, tough the, the reason i don't know is because it used to be pretty easy right like right. parts people were paid yeah. salary commission yeah you know and that's it mm-hmm. unless you were a driver then you were paid hourly just straight hourly yeah and you worked part-time probably yeah or 30 hours or something right and then uh that was easy but yeah. now the business is different yeah and things are changing every day so i don't know and it's hard to find people i mean you can't find people yeah and plus say that all the time mcdonald's is paying 18 dollars exactly. an hour right for somebody to take orders at the counter yeah. i mean what are you supposed to do with somebody who has to deal with angry body shops yeah. and angry wholesale and angry technicians every right. day i mean technicians really make you not want to work in the business anymore sure. it it's tough it's a hard job and yeah when you look when you when you drive into work in five places restaurants fast food whatever on the way into work and they are paying 15 17 dollars an hour and you're making 14 or 15 dollars an hour doing your job and then you get yelled at by technicians you're getting berated by customers or if you're a driver you have to load panels into a van yeah, like right. think, think about loading and unloading right. and picking up returns and all the yeah. paperwork and you have yeah. so much to do when right. you could do less for more right so, so why why work here so i i definitely think especially from my point of view the industry has changed dramatically in the last couple of years since covid um it changed everything. So, I mean, drivers that were making $9, $10 an hour, you know, like we said, I mean, now they're making more. And if they're making more, your counter people should be making more. Because if I'm a counter person and I know or I find out that a driver, you know, got a $5 raise or something and I didn't get anything, like, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I'm like, know? hey, man, uh, just a quick question. Right. <laughs> uh, he has no parts to deliver if I don't work here. Right. So right. what am I doing? Right. And, you know, how's that fair? So, I mean, that's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing that affected, like, lower level employees, like drivers, right? Um, or, you know, if you look at service, like porters, you know, same, same kind of thing. Everything's gone up. The bar has been raised for the lower um, echelon of employees. So... What does that mean for your counter people? And then what does that mean for you as a manager? Yeah, that's a good point, too. What does yeah. that mean for you? I mean, if everybody's getting a huge raise and then I'm like, great, there's nothing left for me. Like, what What the <laughs> right. hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of a thing. So, 
Um, but I think, yeah, like you said, uh, we used to pay people. It used to be simple. Like, what would your percentage be? What would your uh, salary be? You get salary, you get commission based on total parts gross. Done. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All there is to it. You that was it. Like a percentage on, commi- yeah. on gross and you're done. That's it. That's and you're a counter person. That's what you get paid. And for, that's what it is. For counter people, I still say, I think that works because you got to think about this. How what do you want out of your, you're a manager. So you're looking at your department, whether it has one person or it has 20 people. What's your goal as a manager? What do you want to have done? Do you want to compartmentalize your department and just say, we're going to have dedicated wholesale people. We're going to have dedicated service tech people. We're going to have dedicated warehouse people. If you do that, maybe you're going to pay your wholesale people a percentage of wholesale sales or wholesale gross, whatever that might be. Uh, counter people are going to get a percentage of, um, service gross Mm -hmm. or maybe even some flat rate hours. Um, Oh yeah. That's a good hybrid plan too. Yeah. Yeah. We're paying people based on flat rate hours turning the shop. The idea being that you get the technicians parts faster. They turn more hours. You get paid a percentage of flat rate hours. Right. Again, that's something you, you don't have control over. We'll get into that is like, you know, getting paid on something you don't have control over, but like, and then your warehouse people and your drivers are hourly. And then, ooh, do you incentivize bonuses for um, survey scores? Ooh, yeah, because yeah, because that's been a thing too. It has been I've seen. Yeah, uh, you get a per, or you get um, a bonus if surveys for service are over whatever threshold you want to, <clears throat> whatever you want to have it at. Um, Even though you don't control that. You have no control over it. So let me get into that because this is a... Well, do you want to start with drivers first? Yeah, let's start, just start at the bottom, at the bottom and, work, and, our way and work our way up. Yeah, I was going to get into a trigger point of mine, but I'll, we'll I'm save I'm trying that. to avoid the triggers. <laughs> I'm we'll, going to go we'll, on that trigger rant right now. We'll save that. It's too early um, today for that. So drivers. Drivers. Yeah, so hourly, obviously. Um, they don't... I mean, they're, they're an hourly worker. So they're going to come in... They're going to do a set job, set amount of tasks that you have defined for them, and they're going to clock in. They're going to do those tasks. They're going to go home. Um, one thing with drivers, I think you know, we've seen in the past is incentivizing them to um, uh, do some cold calls, maybe on the road if they're out and about, and they drive past some shops that we know, you know, they they don't deal with or they don't deliver to. Um, stopping in there, throwing some pads, pens at them, whatever, and just saying, hey, you yes. know, just helping get the word out. And if that shop happens to call because of that, they get whatever, a spiff usually. It was, um, yeah, the way we did it was if you stop at a shop that hasn't been, hasn't called us in three months yeah. and or has never done business with us right. and they make an order within a month of you stopping, you keep your own log of yep. where you've been and they make an order within a month, we will pay you I think it was 25 bucks or something like that. Uh, I thought we paid them a percentage of the sale, but yeah, maybe it was like 25 bucks or something. I think if you get the initial, the initial one was, I think it was, if you get the initial order, it's 25 bucks. And then if that shop gets over a certain threshold, whatever that might be a thousand dollars in gross or something, um, then they get like a $50 and then, Maybe it was tiered. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how we set it up, but yeah, there's like a tier plan there. But yeah. I mean, it's just something to think about. Your driver's out and about all day, and right. I mean, he's on the road. He's already out. He's already at these he's other driving. shops. He might go next door to right. like you know, yeah. why not pop in next door? Yeah. And be like, hey man, where are you getting your Ford parts? Right, I can get Ford parts. And that depends on the driver too, because yeah. I mean, if you have a driver that just has no personality or is just you know. Not great with people. Not great with people. You probably don't want to have him going into shops, talking to people, and nor does he want to. Um, 
you know, so that's that's something to think about. Um, but it is something nice. I mean, if you have a driver that's pleasant and good with people, uh, use that to your advantage and incentivize them to just say, hey, you know, think about us on your next order, you know, and I don't think you have to go in and role play with them and do all this no. kind of stuff. It's pretty basic. I mean, just stop in there and just put the word out if they happen and then just write down when you get back in the truck where you went and what you did and who you talked to and then shoot you know if that turns into a sale cool that's a little bit more money for you but yeah i mean it helps the department and yeah. you got more stops to make so you're gonna be at work longer because and, and it gives them a little bit of like i'm part of this like i'm right, I'm, I'm more part of the team yeah i'm more involved in this if than you're just, building a team parts yeah, department yeah which you should be i or mean you honestly. can be compartmentalizing <coughs> yeah that's up to you I but guess. i think We'll get into that, I think. Like, but like, so that's drivers. Um, one thing that we've done at our place is kind of utilize our drivers more. So, like we said before, drivers went from making like 10, 11 bucks an hour to making more than like a good amount more than that. So, um, we have like kind of made a move to kind of involve our drivers, like make our drivers okay, we're going to pay you more. Um, but we're going to have you do this. We're going to have you do this. And, you know, we're lucky enough to have a couple drivers that, um, are good enough to, you know, help work the counter or help check in the order or, you know, utilizing them more than just driving. Yeah. So, so if it, you're going to pay somebody more, right. you want to get more out of yes, them. It justifies, just... it justifies the pay. So you're not just taking somebody from like, let's say, 10 bucks an hour to 15 bucks an hour for doing the exact same job. We've kind of involved our drivers more into our team, um, more so than just driving. Yeah. Um, which has been awesome. I mean, it's worked out pretty well. It has its ups and downs, but I think ultimately you're doing a couple things. Um, you're, you're helping groom people for future positions. Um, and, you're just utilizing people more. And that's what being a good manager, I think, is about, is just utilizing people to their strengths. Delegating and utilizing. Yeah. So I think that's that's cool. So that's kind of drivers, I think. Yeah, that's drivers. Pretty easy. <laughs> Counter people. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Counter people. Um, and again, this kind of depends on how big your department is and what you're, <clears throat> what you're expecting out of your people. So if you want a team... Uh, I highly recommend just paying everybody a percentage of gross and a salary and whatever that comes out to be. So if you're, you got somebody who has 20 years of experience versus somebody who's brand new, obviously their commission, their percentage is just going to be higher than somebody just starting out. You're not going to pay everybody the same commission, same percentage. Um, cause if you're grossing, let's say a hundred thousand dollars a month, you know, why should somebody get the same percentage? You don't pay your people equally. You pay them based on their experience. And, and what they do and tasks. Yeah. And, yeah how and, much they're involved. And yeah. Right. So that's if you want a good team. I think, yeah, if you're going to pull in a team direction yeah. where everybody's pulling toward the same goal, which right. is parts gross. Yep. You want to yeah. pay people that way because it keeps everybody yep. like all of a sudden the guys that are usually selling wholesale. Right. Care about what's going on in the shop too. Yeah. Right. Like it's not just a matter of. You know, yeah. well, I have to sell this fender right now. I can't help those four technicians at the counter because right. the other guy fell down in the yeah. back and hit his head. Exactly. <laughs> right. And I think so. Not that that ever happens. But here's so I'm going to talk a little quick snippet of like my service experience as a service manager in a different department, service advisors. So we, when I first took over a service department, they were getting paid uh, this way. So whatever, whoever made the appointment got the actual job 
Um, so like if I pick up a phone and I make an appointment for Mr. Smith, three days later, Mr. Smith comes in, it doesn't matter who writes that person up. It's who made the appointment. That was horrible because what that did was it trained the advisors to just take phone calls. So you had those guys that were just on the phones, just making every appointment that they possibly could. And what that would do is that would force the other advisors to have to check in the car. So now you got a guy who's all he's doing is making appointments. They're doing all the work and and everything comes back to this guy's name. So he's so, getting yeah. paid on everything just for making appointments. And where's the incentive to upsell? Right. So yeah, exactly. Are you going to upsell something for, you know, the other advisor who um, no, you're not. So nah. parts people are kind of the same thing. So if you want them to strictly focus on wholesale, pay them on wholesale. If you want them to strictly focus on the technicians, pay them service gross and flat rate. But if you want a good team, I think you pay everybody equally because that means the gross number means something then. Like if you're saying, Hey, we're, we're going to, we're on track to do a hundred thousand, you know, when, if you're normally doing 50,000, that means something to them. Right. That's a huge paycheck for everybody. Right. And everybody's excited about it. Yeah. Not just like, okay, yeah, but what, what's the wholesale doing? Yeah. But what's wholesale? Yeah. It doesn't, I don't really care. Oh, it's all service. Well, uh, that's, oh, uh, and that's demotivating too. Like if you're, <laughs> if right. service is having a huge month and wholesale isn't, that's demotivating your wholesale people. You're, they're just like, Ugh, well, right. I'm not going to make any money this month. And I'm demotivated enough. <laughs> I don't need any more demotivation. Right. So I, it's just, that's kind of like, and that's why I shy away from like compartmentalizing. Now, maybe if you have a huge department, maybe that's different. If you've got like six people in wholesale, uh, six people on the back counter and six people in, in your, your warehouse, Maybe that makes sense. Yeah, I think it would in a yeah. situation, you know, because at that point you're not going to be a team anyways. No, the wholesale guys won't care what service right. is doing; they're answering right. the phones. Right, and so, the warehouse guys just are mad at everybody because we're pulling parts all day. Exactly. So, yeah. So I, th I think that makes sense. I think the bigger the operation, you have to tweak your plans a little bit. It's yeah. all about like how it has to fit into what you're doing. It has but to be just custom. As a rough outline. <clears throat> you know, I think the, the Ooh, trigger point. Uh, <laughs> so bigger corporations, bigger, 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 uh, the larger the corporation is where you have, sorry, guys. where you have corporate, um, philosophies. Like if you're in an auto group is what the word I was trying to say, auto group where there's 20 dealerships, they fall into this pattern I've seen where they try to do a cookie cutter approach to every store. If it's working at the big store then it'll work at the little stores. And I can't stand that because it's not true. You gotta, each store has its own climate. Each store has its own ins and outs that, well, you know, and each store is usually its own brand, which right. means that each brand is yeah. different because you can't just pay somebody 5% of gross right. on a Mitsubishi line and 5% yeah. of gross on a Ford line. Right. Because those are two different gross numbers entirely. Right. So and that's in completely different pay. Now, does that mean the Mitsubishi guy works less hard than the Ford guy? Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Right. It's maybe he does, but I mean, you just didn't look at that yourself. But and talking about demotivating people, like yeah, I mean, how do you like? Hey, I, I'd like a raise. Well, sorry, you know, so and so over at the big store is making this, so you can't make any more than this because you're at a smaller store. But right, that's the pay plan what, that he's on. So because he's on that plan, you have to be on that plan too. He's got like three assistant managers helping him out over there, and I'm by myself. And I'm doing everything here, and he's making more money than me. Like. 
Yeah, it it that well, starts we, a whole thing too. Is like yeah, um, auto groups are weird. Yeah, and campuses, campuses. Yeah, especially when you know other people there, it's weird. Yeah, it's tough, and you know people talk about stuff. I mean people people hear things. People hear people things. People hear things. There's, there's talk. There's, there's whispers, talk, whispers, whispers, rumbles in of, the wind. How people get paid right. and how things are done and how pay plans are structured. Yeah. So I mean that's what I don't like though. Is like if something is working at the big store. Let's say you have a big store and the biggest store is. 20 people and you have 10 people in wholesale, five people on the counter or a bunch of wholesale work or a bunch of drivers and a bunch of workers in the warehouse. What works there and how you paid those people isn't going to work at a store where there's three people in the parts department. So I think that's something just to keep in mind. And, and as a parts manager, we probably don't have a lot of control over that. Um, because ultimately what we pay people usually comes from our managers, which is the GM and the owner. Right. So that, that leads us right to another point. That's yes. The board over there. Um, that upper management and ownership yeah. don't really care about parts people. No, they think parts Counter people and, and drivers and, and they're expendable. They're expendable. Anybody can do that job, right? It's yep. fine. It's easy. Anybody, everyone's replaceable in parts, parts, any, any trained monkey can do this job. And trained? Yeah. Who's training the Who's monkeys? Who's training the monkeys? This is John and I, yeah, Project Parts. We are the monkeys. <laughs> Crap. But uh, Just throwing parts just at people. Throwing parts, you know, throwing parts and poop at people. But um, yeah, it's, it's one it, and the same anymore. It's tough when you're a manager and you, you're really passionate about this and you really care about your people and you want to see the best for your people. It's hard when your GM or your owner or whoever's calling the shots above you uh, thinks that way about parts people. Well, and I mean, because you want you want to build a team, right? So you want to build good people. Yes. So if a sales manager went up and said, "Hey, I want to hire some top tier sales guys," yeah, they would say, "Great, great, bring them in, bring them we'll in, pay them whatever." Yeah. But as a parts person, you say, "Look, man, I got these three guys on the counter, and they're amazing. They yep. help people. They get the right parts out. They know what to do. They know how to talk to people. They've increased." Yeah. So what? Who cares? <laughs> they, they're, they're parts people. They can only make so much a year. Right. Yeah. We can only pay them $26,000 a year. Right. Cares? That's I mean, it. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, but, whatever. But no, no, no. I want to pay them more because they're really good. Yeah. And then you have to go to that employee. Yeah. Yeah. And you go back and be like, yeah, you know, really I, appreciate what you're doing, but. And then know, they quit. I can't, I can't do anything. And then and you then have to they, find somebody to try to work for you yep. again. And then that's why if you, if you're in a position, I think, and if your general manager and your owner understand that it's hard to find people and it's difficult to um, uh, train people and the amount of money that you're going to spend finding somebody, training somebody uh, to pay people who do good jobs. Um, if you're in a position where your GM and your owner think about that that way, you're in a good position because then you kind of have that ability to find the people that you want to find. You have the ability to pay people what you want to pay them and what you feel they're worth. That keeps them happy. That keeps the team motivated. And then everything kind of flows. It's hard when your upper management uh, doesn't get that or doesn't understand that or uh, really is just trying to keep expenses low because, you know, but again, if they, they need to understand that it's like, you're going to spend X amount of money on an Indeed ad, hundreds of dollars, and then you got to train this person. They're well, going to make mistakes. Plus you have and, to go through background checks for everybody yeah, which, background I mean, checks. and drug tests. And that's 600, 700, $800 yeah. per person. Yeah. And you might not find the right person for six, seven, eight that even passes those. And then yeah. they might not even want to work for you because right. of the pay you're offering. Right. So you just spent all this money yeah. and time on somebody that's oh. not going to work for you. Oh, oh yeah. Trigger oh, point again. God, trigger point. So pay plans too, See, like trigger pay points. plans that are misleading. 
Uh, holy heck. Don't uh, mislead your people don't with fictitious people. numbers or potential earnings because that's not – give them real numbers. You're, Be transparent and show them what's – because you don't – as soon as you promise somebody that you're going to make – some ridiculous sum of money sure. because in one year, month of one year, we did this record that was right. 500% over what we normally do. Right. People are going to find out about that real quick sure. and they're going to leave. Yeah. And then you have no trust with that person. Or even worse, they're going to stay, but they're going to be mad and disgruntled and they're going to do a crappy job um, yeah. because they're mad. Because you told them they would make X amount of money when they started and you knew full well that isn't what they were going to make. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, like, put yourself in that position. Right. Where, like two months in, you're like, wait a minute, this is far less. I was than told I was, was going to make this, and then that does a couple things too because people talk. So like the new guy talks to the guy who's been there for six years and says, yeah, when I was brought in, I was I was told I was going to make this amount of money, and the guy laughs at him like, ha ha, you're never going to make that here. That's crazy. So now that kind of spins the wheel in their heads of everybody's head that. What the heck was the GM thinking or what was the owner thinking? Like, why would you say that to somebody? Why would you promise that? Here's There's two results of that. They're going to get pissed off because they were lied to and they're going to leave. And then that person leaves and goes somewhere else and spreads the word that this place did that to them. Now this place has a stigma about them mm -hmm. that nobody's going to want to go work there because all they're doing is screwing people over. And they bring them in, they screw them over, they leave, and word gets out. Think about how much turnaround those people all go. They're all in the same business, so everybody talks. Right. And usually people aren't going state to state working in different jobs. Yeah. So it's all local, yeah. fairly local. And it's like, hey, you want to come work for me? Well, where are you at? This place. Oh, my God. I heard you guys screw your, your people over yeah, big time. I never worked there. Yeah, I would never work there. I was, I was told by five different people that they got screwed over there. So I don't know. But, that's, again, that's kind of like a – it's an upper management thing. Sometimes the philosophy, again, that maybe works in sales does not always work everywhere else, just like the corporations where uh, what works at the big store doesn't work at the small store. But I don't know, just be, have common sense. But as a parts manager, especially if you're watching or listening to this, you have very little control over, I mean, ultimately your GM and your owner have to sign off on pay plans and sometimes they have to craft the pay plans or if you're lucky, they give you the power to craft the pay plan and they just give the okay. And that's where you have to be an advocate for your people or for right. what you want. You really do you really need to stand up for what you want and it's not going to, not always going to work. Yeah. It will not always work. Right. But, um, you got to try. You have to try because taking care of your people, that's the biggest thing. Uh, you have to take care of your people. Your people will take care of you. And you want to build a team uh, with everybody having one goal in mind, um, pulling in the same direction. So that so. transitions to our last point probably before mm -hmm. we wrap up. Yeah. John, you're a parts manager. Mm -hmm. I want to raise. Oh, yeah. How Getting do you raises. handle this situation? Because... Um, I know that it's it's tough. It's we've, hard. We've done it. We've had to yeah. talk to people. We've had to yeah. advocate for people and right. had to advocate against people. Yeah. And, and uh, explain why it's not so, feasible to give a raise. But, you know, how do you approach this situation of, hey, sir, I need yeah. a raise? <clears throat> I think having, first of all, setting the expectation off when you hire somebody. I think when you bring somebody in, let them know what the expectation is. What are they going to see? Are they going to have a raise every year? Are they going to have a 90-day review maybe where they get an, another bump or whatever? Um, bringing them in and setting up the right expectation. 
oftentimes parts managers will bring somebody in and they don't even talk about races. They don't talk about, you know, what to expect over the years. Like, or, you know, I, I really like to be upfront with people and say, we're bringing you in at this, um, in a year, you're going to have this in another year, this just so they have a, like a good expectation, at least for the first set of years. And you don't have to stick to that, but like, at least that gives them some sort of expectation. Now, if you don't do that, and a year goes by and they come to you and say, hey, I need a raise. Uh, well, okay, let me see what I can do. So then you got to go to your owner and be like, hey, this person, um, you know, they've been here a year. You know, I kind of want to give them a bump. Or do you want to give them a bump? Are they doing a good job? Are mm-hmm. they not doing a good job? Maybe you should probably hold an actual review with them and go over things because maybe they have some things to say. And... Um, Maybe you have an idea and they have a different idea and you're on two different pages. So I think it's important to talk to them, really find out what they are expecting for a raise. Um, If they say, well, you know, whatever you can do. Okay, well, let's see what we can do. Go to your owner. They're doing a good job. Most times I think they'll be like, okay, whatever. Give them whatever they, you know, a little bump in percentage usually. Uh, or if they're hourly, a bump in hourly Well, there's also the the changeover from explaining the change over from an hour like maybe you bring a counter person that's pretty fresh and green you yeah. pay them hourly yeah and then after about a year you want to transition them to the salary commission plan right either because they're doing a great job and you want them to make more yeah or because they're doing a terrible job and you could care less whether they stay or go right because that can be used in both ways where you actually pay them a little bit more of a raise but yeah. because salary and commission is usually structured weird with yeah. the way the paychecks come sure. out uh, that might scare them off well it, it definitely could especially if they don't have faith in the department or you know, whatever, you know, maybe they don't have faith in the service department uh, that they're going to do good. Could you end up going backwards? You know, that's the thing as a counter person, if you're going from hourly to commission, is there a risk of going backwards? I think as a manager, you need to craft a plan that protects them from going backwards. You know, you don't want to penalize them for um, being, you know, promoted or or whatever else. So you just got to get kind of crafty with your pay plans. But I think ultimately, if they deserve a raise, they should get a raise. But I think setting the expectation again is important because, you know, what they expect and what what they're going to get, if those are two different things, you're in trouble. So be upfront with them and say, hey, every year we're going to sit down, we'll give you a review. It's not always guaranteed that it's going to be monetized, but, um, you know, if you're doing a good job, I'll go to bat for you. Yeah, that's all you can do. Advocate for your people if you want to pay them more. Right. And if they're not good, then... Have that discussion, too, because you need to document all that. Well, and you need to get them to a point where they are doing good. Yes. As a manager, that's what you have to do. You have to get people all operating together as best as possible. teach, learn, grow, achieve. (laughs) Learn, grow, achieve, and pull in the same direction towards a common goal. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Hopefully this helps. Yeah, hopefully that helps. I think it was a good discussion. Um, Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, give it a like, give it a thumbs up. If you're listening on a podcast, thank you for listening. Yeah, um, thanks. Like, subscribe. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. It's your world. We're just living in it. Yeah, I'm just trying to help. All right. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Take care now. Bye-bye then. So long.